Hello, Hipsy. Welcome back to Cease to Serve. I'm G. Catherine. This is G. Angus. I'm Ann Dennis. And I'm Ann Thomas. And this gospel is about Jesus's passion, and I'm going to pass it to G. Angus to summarize it. All right. So today's gospel retells the passion of Christ. And so this entails the woman anointing Jesus, the plotting of Judas, the feast of the unleavened bread, the institution of the Eucharist, the agony of Gethsemane, Judas's betrayal, the arrest, Jesus's trial, Peter's denial, Pilate's questionings, the scourging, the crowning with thorns, the way of the cross, the crucifixion, the death, and the burial. So it's a long one. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, G. Andrews, for summarizing it. The passion of Christ, as sad and excruciating as it is, it's also the greatest example of love. And to connect this greatest act of love to us as hipsies, your book says that Jesus' love for us compels him to be willing to sacrifice his life for us. To follow Jesus and to be a knight of the Eucharist, we must have the same passionate love towards others and put others before ourselves. So we thought that it'd be nice to share which stations of the cross that we resonate with. And of the 14, the one that came to my mind first was number five, when Simon helps Jesus carry the cross. We can really, like, not only are we supposed to take after Jesus's example of carrying the cross, but to see Simon, and even though he didn't want to help Jesus at first, he overcame that, I don't know, shame, embarrassment, and decided to help Jesus anyway. And it's just a reminder for us to, you know, help even the least of those Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyone else would like to share? Sure. Yeah, I'll go. One of the stations of the cross that really resonated with me um, was station number eight, which is Jesus speaks to the woman of Jerusalem. And so something that really stood out to me about the station is that um, at the station, the women of Jerusalem are weeping and crying for Jesus. And he tells them, don't cry for me, cry for your children and cry for like humanity. And so something that helps me to put myself in the shoes of Jesus and of these women is to pray for those who need it, those who are suffering and going through whatever it may be on this earth. Got a couple that are near and dear to my heart. Um, you know, when Pontius Pilate washes his hands of the deed, it's one of those things for me where, you know, you may not want to do something, but you kind of have to do it. And, you know, he doesn't want to condemn Jesus to death, but, you know, the people are telling him that it's his responsibility to listen to his people as a ruler, and he has to do it even though it does not sit well with him. And for me, that's something that I kind of have to come to peace with in my daily life too, where I may not want to do something. I may feel that it's not the right thing to do, but, at the end of the day, it has to be done. And, you know, you did your best. You tried to plead your case because Pontius Pilate did plead to his people. It's like, this man has done nothing wrong. Why are you setting his fate like this? Um, it also speaks near and dear to my heart because I played Pontius Pilate as a kid in Confirmation 1. So, you know, that's my that's kind of my jam right there. Um, another scene, I'm going to double dip and do two of them here, is um, at the end when Jesus is nailed to the cross and he's 
it's his final moments before his death. Um, he's there with another sinner, another person that has also been condemned to death. And in his last moments, Jesus is still showing compassion and mercy. It's a testament to Jesus's true love. I think the station that stood out the most, not okay, not stood out to most, the most to me, but like um, I've been reflecting on a lot is when Jesus was condemned to death. I feel like when I was a kid, I wasn't as like attentive to it as I am now where like, you know, Jesus did come down and became human. You know, when, when Jesus died, he died for all of us, right? Not just for those who believed in them. And not only that, but like the ones who were yelling, crucify him or like, you know, whipping him or placing the crown of thorns on his head, you know, like he died for all of us, which now that I'm older and I think about it, it's like in the book, it says to sacrifice is to give up something, right? But like they asked us in your gospel books, they ask a question. It's like, who would you be willing to give up stuff for, you know? Are you willing to just sacrifice for those you love? Are you willing to sacrifice for everybody? That's something that I think is important to reflect upon, you know? So yeah, that's why station number one kind of stood out to me. And it's something that I've been thinking about a lot more. So we just talked about how um, Jesus's death is an act of love for us, but how do we see acts of love today? So we're going to get into family love, love for friends, romantic love, and God's love. So family love. I think for me, I receive a lot of family love. And so it's something that I'm always very grateful for to be able to be blessed to be born into a family that really cares and loves each other. That's something that will never change and something that I can always trust, rely on, fall back on, and never worry about that changing. Um, and obviously, like, because family like as an Asian American, there are definitely differences in culture and tradition, just a generational gap of like, if we were in Vietnam, like what you guys are doing would never be acceptable. I think so like my parents say all the time. Um, but, you know, it's a way of them trying to raise us kids to be the best that we can be. Um, I was talking to one of my friends last night, actually, about how like, Sometimes family can get pretty brutal just because like, you know, I want my freedom. I want to be able to do what I want to without worrying about how they feel about it um, and whether or not like they would approve of it. But ultimately, I think that our parents are here for us to like they, they brought us into this world and their job is to give us the best life that we can have or like that's that should be the goal that we all have is to like be able to live the best life that we can on earth um not to live through like not for them to live through us um and control us or anything like that but for us to be able to with their support with their guidance because they have more experience and wisdom to grow into great people but ultimately they're there to be our supporters not our like puppeteers or anything like that um and so Balancing my parents' love for me, which can come in many different ways, and me being able to respect and love their form of love for me is both a sacrifice and a blessing um, just to know that I am cared about at all. And obviously, every family has its ups and downs and parts that work and don't work and need to be fixed and improved. But... I'm grateful that we have such a tight-knit family that is always looking out for each other somehow, some way. All right, love for friends. 
for me growing up, I never really had a lot of friends. Um, quite frankly, I was bullied a lot as a kid. And, you know, for me to find my, I guess, find my people, um, to this day, I still don't really think I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of um, companions and acquaintances. I have just a small group of friends, but those group of friends I would do anything for. And I feel like for the most part, they would do the same for me. And it's very endearing to have people that care about you. And I try, again, trying to show that love to one another, um, you know, just to be there. But it's just having that comfort of having people around you. Friends are like the family that you choose. And, you know, especially once you find your your group, your, your calling, those are the people that, for me at least, those are the ones I would go the extra mile for. Those are people that I would turn to for advice. I would turn to for information to keep me sane and keep me grounded. And those people set the tone for who I am to this day. Um, there's many ways to show your love for them. You know, you can be open your open your mind and lend an ear for them to d- discuss. Um, you can be the shoulder that they need to lean on when they're down. And, you know, you can, what I like to do is, you know, just show my appreciation for my friends. You know, it's just a very warm feeling to have. All right. So um, I got assigned romantic love uh, by everybody else. Okay. So for, if you guys don't know, I'm in a relationship, right? Um, and like, I think when I was in high school or when I was a lot younger, my idea of love was very romanticized, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like love is like this, I mean, don't get me wrong. Love is great, right? But I feel like in high school, everybody thinks of romantic love as like, you know, you're like super duper happy. You go on all these adventures. You go on all these like cool dates and whatnot. And like you have this grand joyous like time together for eternity, right? Um, Which again, like I said, that was like in high school, I used to think that. And like, I still do think that like love is everlasting, you know? And when you find that right person, it's, you know, it is joyous. Um, however, when it comes to like romantic love, you know, it's not always going to be good and happy times, right? Um, I mean, like, let's just get one thing out of the way. Like, you're probably not going to be able to go on that many cool dates in your early 20s because you're broke, you know, like I'm broke. I'm not going on crazy dates all the time. You know, most of the time when I spend with my partner, um, <laughs> we're sitting outside reading books and doing work. Like, that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the extent of it, you know? But I think romantic love is very amazing in that over these past few years, like I've learned that, you know, through the hard times, that's kind of when like the love truly begins to shine, you know, Um, when your partner is insecure, you kind of like are there for them um, to lift them up. When you're insecure, they're there to lift you up. When you guys have arguments, you know, you don't let it end on a bad note, but you communicate it and you work through it. Um, I I, I don't even know where I'm going with this anymore. Yeah, but I think like romantic love, I think romantic love isn't something that we should kind of like think of like it's on the TVs or like what they what we see on YouTube or, you know, whatever um, media form you take you take in. Love is something that's like very, definitely more subtle. It's, it's not like these grand gestures that you got to do in like these rom-coms, you know, which don't get me wrong, rom-coms are great too. But it's like, it's a small thing, you know, writing a letter, um, giving them flowers, being there for them just in general to support them, you know. I think romantic love is very honest. All right. So we're going to kind of wrap this up with God's love. So I think that God's love is kind of like all of these. So with your family, like more or less, that's like forever. 
um, because like she and just said, you're you're like born with them and you you have like bloodlines that connect you to them. And even though sometimes you aren't as close to them or you aren't talking to them, then you know that your family always has your back. Um, in terms of love for friends or romantic love, I have always thought of, well, I, I think of love of friends as more permanent than romantic love. Maybe it's because I'm a cynic or whatever, but friends do have falling outs and you just drift. Like I have plenty of friends who um, I used to know in elementary school and I really don't know what's up with them other than what they show on Instagram. But friends and romantic love, even though they do have, you know, that danger in a way of being broken or just no longer there, like if you have a falling out or if you break up with them, there's always going to be something like connecting you to because there was at some point where you shared everything with one another and even though you no longer share that then those memories are still there so it's kind of like all of these kinds of love you you can kind of tie them to god's love because god's love is like we are all god's children and god knows us like, even though it's pretty strange to, um, like, humanly imagine, God knows us all by name, and he, he calls us his own. And for, like, friends, like, God is, in a way, like, the greatest friend that you'll have. And we all have a relationship with God, whether it's super strong or not very strong, or you're kind of just, like, lukewarm. When your relationship with God is really strong, then it, it feels like you're on this high, but then sometimes you have like in a way a falling out with God and you distance yourself from him. But and Thomas mentioned that he he felt that romantic love wasn't like the grand gestures, but it was like the in-between moments and like honestly like the unromantic moments when you're not at your best or it's just like another Tuesday. God is with us and loves us in the highs and lows, um, another podcast reference, and also just in the in-between. Like, sometimes we don't feel like he's there or we've drifted apart from him, but there's always something connecting us to God. And through God's love, we are connected to each other. Um, if you watch the, the second To All the Boys movie, Lara Jean, she talks about Jung. I don't think I'm saying that right, but kind of like how um, people can have soul ties to each other. Like you can have a soul tie to your family, friend, or significant other. Um, and God also has a soul tie to you because like I said, we are of him and he is always, there's always something connecting us to God, whether, you know, you're super far out or you're super close. So those are the kind of like the general types of love. But what God teaches us is agape. And agape is the love that Jesus has for us when he dies on the cross. Agape is the love God wants from us. It is the love that we must have toward others. All right. So, yeah, agape is like the ultimate kind of love is what I think of it. And it's not just something that comes from heaven, but it's something that is gifted to us and something that we can show to others. So. Um, because this was so long, if you want to just like 
give us a shout out in the chat that you like <laughs> just like send us some love in the chat and we'll and we'll know that you listen to this but yeah we'll we'll close out here and we'll see you on saturday bye bye Later. goodbye